What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. And and then now there are some other social social issues that have started to to um, become more prominent uh, in in the priorities that are established by a number of institutions, and for mm-hmm. good reason. Yeah. Um, you know, these are places that make a difference in, in, in young people's lives. And so uh, um, they're reevaluating whether or not they need to step up. And, but that also changes the landscape. That is Bill Hancock, Senior Associate Dean of College Counseling at Cranbrook Kingswood High School in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. The last couple of years have been anything but usual in the area of college admissions and counseling. We are fortunate to have Bill Hancock, a 42-year veteran of college counseling, to provide some perspective and help students and parents make sense of the current college landscape. In this podcast, Bill gives us an overview of his background and experiences in college counseling, his approach to college counseling, today's opportunities and challenges for students as well as colleges, and finally his advice for high schoolers as they navigate the college process. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. Uh, for those of us who do this kind of work, um, you know, searching for that kind of connection and helping helping students find that connection is really what what the work is about. Well, there are a couple of things, but but to meet the child where they are, mm-hmm. not to to just assume because they're either smart or they're in your school or or something else you know not to make those assumptions but mm-hmm. but to just go into your first meeting with an open mind and an open heart and and try to have conversation there and find out okay where are we and what mm-hmm. do we need to do next we we had schools visit us this past year or two uh, mm-hmm. virtually because we didn't have uh, uh, on-campus visits for our school uh, mm-hmm. So they visited with my students virtually, and we had over 130 schools come and visit this year, some mm-hmm. of whom who had never been here, some who had not been here in years. Mm-hmm. Students make connections with people they might not otherwise be able to connect to. I mean, uh, I wasn't able to bring people from, uh, you know, California to, to New England for a two-hour talk. You know, right. I mean, nobody's, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they would come, you know. Maybe they would come up to Lake Winnipesaukee for a weekend. But but right, right. Um, but but the point being that you know they're not going to travel a day and a half to do a one-hour meeting. Likely for me, um, I'm working with students, and I'm working with them and saying, okay, the likelies. Let's let's look at schools that have great honors programs or have merit scholarships for students with your credentials so that, you know, they, they have some kind of value added. These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters. Alma Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Bill. So without further ado, Here's the podcast with Bill Hancock. So let me start by welcoming you to our podcast, College Matters, Alma Matters. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you have a full calendar there, so we'll keep it uh, moving and interesting. Yeah, Um, let's do that. (laughs) Cool. So um, as uh, we had talked, I wanted to spend some time with you to talk about your experiences with students, with college counseling, and your perspectives on students and the way things are going today and how it was in the past. And so um, 
this is intended for high schoolers around the world, uh, offer some sort of guidance and maybe some vignettes and anecdotes from which they can take away some learnings. And um, so with that, let's sort of start at the top and maybe chat a little bit about your background and how you got into counseling, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, when I went to college, I went to Union College in upstate New York, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was involved in athletics there and theater mm-hmm. and uh, choir and, and that. Um, and I, I enjoyed the road trips, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the traveling to other campuses. I had fun there. Uh-huh. Um, and... You know, as I approached graduation uh, with a sociology major, I was mm-hmm. I was uh, trying to think about what is it that I want to do next? What's my next step? Mm-hmm. And you know, there was an opportunity in it, in the admissions office, and they were looking mm-hmm. for somebody to travel upstate New York, where I had grown up, and. Mm-hmm. They also needed somebody to work with the athletic office, and I was comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I stepped back and looked at what what were my set of skills, mm-hmm. you know, what were the things to the table, and and I I enjoyed being in front of people from the theater background. I enjoyed doing presentations. Um, I wrote mm-hmm. uh, relatively well, according to my teachers, <laughs> and so. Um, you know, uh, and, and so I thought, well, here's an opportunity maybe to put those skills at least temporarily uh, into play, you know, and, and maybe refine them either. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I got into admissions a little bit by accident, which truthfully, when you talk to a lot of admissions officers, that's that's a similar story. You know, I don't think too many kids go to college right. thinking I'm going to be an admissions officer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but but as I as I got into the field, started thinking about well, this is more than just you know talking about your college. I mean, there there were opportunities for me in that first year to to really do some liaison work with the athletic office and build build a, a system of communications and, and start working some analytics uh, that we, we utilized. And, and, mm-hmm. and then we also started writing our publications. And so somebody who really wanted to get elbow deep into communications and marketing and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so the, the curtain was pulled back a little for me. And uh-huh. I realized, you know, this is, this is pretty cool stuff. Sure, <laughs> you know? sure. And, 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 you know, it was also, um, I, and I think most of us who are in the business for a while, um, you have a moment where uh, things resonate and, it, and, and, and there's just a, a moment of affirmation that just, just lets you know you're in the right place at the right time. Uh-huh. And for me, it was I was I was recruiting schools uh, in Buffalo uh, for uh-huh. Union, and uh-huh. one of the counselors couldn't schedule a a meeting with me during the day. So he said, "Hey, would you want to have coffee afterwards uh-huh. after school?" And I had a, a college fair that night, so I was doing nothing except trolling, uh-huh. you know, malls in the afternoon, which is what right. we typically did. And uh, so I said, "Sure, let's have some coffee." And you know, Jim was Jim was from Nichols, the Nichols School, which is a great school in, in, uh-huh. in the Buffalo area. And he sat down with me, and he had fourteen students, and he could tell me the story of everyone. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, "I want to do that. I I, I want to be able to to know my kids that well, to advocate for them that well, and uh-huh. and and to have relationships because I I." continued that relationship even after I left uh, Union and went to Allegheny and then I went to, to some other independent schools. But Jim and I always would, you know, touch base at conferences and things of that nature. So it was that moment that I said, you know, this is the kind of counselor I hope to be. And I still think that. I still think that. I, you know, it, it's great to be aspirational. <laughs> rarely, are we, 
rarely are we perfect, but, but it's, it's, uh, you know, I want to be that person, um, for my kids. I, 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 I want to be able to tell their story and, um, and, and believe in them the way Jim believed in his kids. And so that's how I got into it. So what was the journey like from college to school? I mean, it sounds like you started at Union College and then you mentioned Yeah, I went, to, I went to Allegheny College and I was uh, working uh, with alumni representatives and, and students. Uh, mm -hmm. I, was, uh, I helped coordinate their... Um, their visit programs and such. Um, but in, in those eight years that I was doing admissions work, I, I visited a lot of public schools, met a lot of uh, counselors. And, um, you know, my wife and I were starting to have a family. Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> and, and so, you know, eight, uh, you know, six to eight weeks on the road in the fall, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, with little ones at home didn't sound as appealing as it did when we were just starting out. Sure. Um, and so uh, I had, when I was at Allegheny, I had pursued my uh, master's in counseling. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, I was finishing that off and an opportunity at one of the schools that I recruited at, uh, the Hill School, became mm -hmm. available. And um, it, it was, uh, when we were interviewing there, it was just like, um, like, it, it, it just felt right. You know, you uh -huh. were there. It was very comfortable having conversations with the kids, with the administration. Um, it, it just all fit. And I, you know, it's sometimes I, I try to, to get my kids to think about that when they visit colleges, how does it, how does it feel? Right. Um, I feel like this is home and, yeah. or it could be. And, and for me moving to Hill uh, at that time, uh, was like moving home, and it was it 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 was fortuitous. My wife's family was from the area, so you know we got some you know family time points there, so that was good. But um, we we wanted to move to to the the counseling side, and uh, that it just that opportunity appeared. And sometimes when opportunity appears, you have to open the door. Absolutely. It's cliche, but it's true. <laughs> Yeah, very true, very true. You know, that's frankly how I ended up here at Cranbrook. So, you know, this was another school that I, I had recruited when I was at Union. Tell us a little bit about your philosophy, if you will, for college counseling or for counseling and a general approach that you take. How, how do you... How do you approach it? <laughs> well, Vincent, I used to have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> when I started out, I had all the answers. Darn it. Um, and as I have grown older and more experienced, uh, so. I, but I think, I think that maturation process is is really valuable. Um, mm -hmm. I think today, where I am today, is mm -hmm. I. I, I do know the fundamentals of what has to happen. I, I mean, you know, if, if you've been in this work, you know, for as long as I have, you, you kind of know, you know, A comes to, and then comes B and then comes C. Sure. And certain things, certain things haven't changed, but, but a number of things have. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I think the most important thing for me mm -hmm. uh, is, is to help the, well, there are a couple of things, but but to meet the child where they are, mm -hmm. not to to just assume because they're either smart or they're in your school or or um, something else, you know, not to make those assumptions, but mm -hmm. but to just go into your first meeting with an open mind and an open heart and and try to have conversation there and find out, okay, where are we, and what mm -hmm. do we need to do next? So so my my starting point with a lot of my students is uh, basically how do you like to learn best mm -hmm. you know what are what are, what is it when you think of yourself learning or your best learning environment how mm -hmm. what does that feel is that for you and so mm -hmm. how you like to learn 
Um, I really think that that's important. And I, the first one or two questions one one should ask, and and so how do you like to learn is usually where I start. Um, mm -hmm. What kinds of things do you like to do when you are learning? Uh, are you a writer? Are you a person who loves and thrives on the seminar style harkness table? Mm -hmm. uh, are, are you somebody who, you know, I'm a, uh, I'd rather sit and take notes and listen carefully and then, you know, either go and study it by myself or, or, or go and, and sit with my friends and talk about my notes. So how and, and, and the what? Uh, and then, then I think comes the where, because if we know and, and the what, and frankly, the, net, the, the, the secret sauce is the why, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. why, <laughs> why do you want to do, why do you want to put yourself through this? Uh, or, or why do you want to study this? Um, and, and those answers are very, very important too. Mm -hmm. So if you have the how, the what, and the why, the where makes more sense. And, and so I, I try to discuss the first three questions with students first. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to do that independently of, of their families when possible. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I don't do that um, out of uh, ignoring the family uh, desires, but I, I think that it's important for me to, to listen to the student and mm -hmm. what it is that they have on their mind. And the why, you know, the why is, is you know, the things, what, what goes into the why is mm -hmm. uh, knowing why you want a big school versus a small school, for instance, or why mm -hmm. do you want a big city medium size or a, a, a college town? What is it that mm -hmm. that's going to bring for you in your educational experience? And, mm -hmm. and, and that, again, informs how we move forward with the where. You know, I, I think also some of the things that have changed is, is how we proceed a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we can use software, we can use data, we can use, um, you know, software that's literally an analytics program. I suspect some some guy who was working for a casino said, you know, all these analytics that I do here, I could, I could do this with college admission. And, and, uh, and if they haven't, you know, you're welcome. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's, it's, um, but, but, the, but it's, it's, uh, that's one of the things Venkat, that's, that's changed in the, wow, 40 years that I've been doing this is, is that, the layers of nuance and, and, and the sophistication um, and frankly, the pressure that the kids mm -hmm. are under um, is different. It, it's, sure. it's just different. And, and uh, different doesn't mean better or worse, but it, it's, it, it's a reality. Um, I do think that in, in today's world where social media is such a, uh, a vibrant part of a lot of kids' uh, lives, mm -hmm. um, that that social pressure of where they go and and uh, what they're considering and what kind of majors and and other things those are those are very important um a lot of that came about through um you know the 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 shift in paradigm that's happened in in the admissions world and that we we've moved from you know it, it being very much about you know, student orientation and filling the class and, and focus on the student. And while the rhetoric is still there, you know, the pressure is on a deliver a class. And so, yeah. um, you know, a lot of pressure now and a lot of uh, office of offices and admissions have, have moved to um, an enrollment management model right. where, you know, it, it's, it's a business and, um, while students are still involved in that business, um, you know, these people are under a lot of pressure to fill a class and meet budget. And Absolutely. so, um, and, and then now there are some other social, social issues that have started to, to um, become more prominent uh, in, in the priorities that are established by a number of institutions and for mm -hmm. good reason. Yeah. Um, you know, these are places that make a difference in, in, in young people's lives. And so 
um, they're reevaluating whether or not they need to step up. And, but that also changes the landscape and um, we have to lean into as well. So there are some, some things to, to, to wrestle with today that uh, when I started out, we, uh, the, the conversations were a little simpler. Everyone talks about the fit, right? A student should fit into a particular college, uh, its culture, uh, you know, its gestalt, if you will. And um, how do you go about assessing that with the students? I mean, you know, obviously there's their interests, there's their, um, yeah. you know, type of school they want to be at, etc. But what what does it take to sort of figure that out or help a kid figure that out? Uh, that's that's uh, that's tough. That's a tough question. What one of the things that um, one of the myths uh, that we have to to engage and, and we have to engage it pretty quickly is right. is that that there's not just one perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a, a lot of um, there there's a, a movement in the business where about fit so much that it almost becomes meaningless and and so one of the I, I, I prefer using the word match uh, yeah. a little bit and, and, and trying to, to, to create those matches where it's almost like a Venn diagram where you, you have the strengths of the school and one of the you know uh, ovoids and, and then you have your interests in another orbit and then you you know the intersection of those two places is right. is uh one by the way uh where you want to be writing your short answer essays yeah. <laughs> and getting those <laughs> topics from <laughs> those intersections but but i think that where where those intersections is where we have to pay attention so i, I start by looking for those intersections what do, what does the college celebrate and you can you can look at you can look at websites and and you know what are the pictures that they're putting up what are what are the headlines that they're putting up in their social media you know and 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 kind of looking at some of those things and paying attention to what are the messages that the college is providing and then mm-hmm. you know doing some reflection about what matters to me you know <laughs> you right. know because this is you know, one of the things I say, not always to every kid, but one of the things I say to a number of my kids is, this is where you're going to live for the next four years. Right. You're going to spend more time in this environment than you are in your current home. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of my kids, at least, that are going to go away to college. And, and that, so those fits, those, those matches, those alignments of priorities... Uh, really do matter. And I, I think it really that last thing, the alignment of priority, mm-hmm. you really want to do, how do you want to do it? And what do you, you know, and, and, and what opportunities are available to you at this particular school? So, you know, I have kids that, you know, love research. Mm-hmm. They just, and they want to do it with a passion. Um, so does this institution help you find that opportunity to do that do they require it of you first of all and mm-hmm. and if they do how do they how do they help you do the research are you doing your own or are you doing you know you're working for somebody else's project sure. and and that's a that's a subtle nuance but for some of my kids that matters you know so some of them want to do research they want to learn how to do it but they're not ready to venture into their own questions Others are ready, you know, they're just like, uh, you know, give me the top, you know, give me an opportunity to get out of my way, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and so there are places for that kind of child too. Uh, so I think, you know, trying to look for what is it, your, what's your priority and, and how can we align that uh, nicely? That's where I look for the fit. Uh, I don't look for perfection um, sure. because kids grow, kids evolve, kids change. And, and so finding great that as well and offer 
a, a broad menu so that as children change and grow and mature and learn how to become more sophisticated in their questioning, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's important. And, and sometimes it's an issue of they have that kind of potential, um, but they're not at that place where they have realized it yet. And so mm -hmm. in those cases, I'm looking for support structures and persons um, that, that will provide the mentorship that can encourage them along, you know, and, and bring that, tease that out in them. Um, so, you know, when we send off a child to college, it's not sending off a finished product. You know, I, I you that's know, for it, sure. It's, yeah, it, it's it's this is the. I try to. I, I do say this to some of my kids. I said, "Listen, you're. This is not the culmination of your education. This is, this is the beginning of your adult learning phase. Mm -hmm. This is where you start to make choices. Where you have to discipline yourself and 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 make choices to to go after it and seek things." Um, this is, this is what we're doing here. You know, this, this is the beginning. All of us who, who are in a profession, it, it, we, we, maybe we stopped going to college, right? But we didn't stop learning. Um, and, and so we, we have to learn how to learn independently. And, and, and so trying to find those places where kids are going to thrive, not just survive, uh, mm -hmm. That, that's important. And I think that that's part of the work that we do. You mentioned a couple of other things. I, I thought another interesting uh, thread is the, um, the changes that are taking place. I mean, there's, there's been some pandemic sort of forced changes and then there's sort of the social changes. Um, you know, I think the, biggest thing that's being bandied about is the test optional stuff on SAPs and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how, and maybe you could use Cranbrook as a, as an example of I mean, how, how, how has it impacted if that's the right word? Um, right. The whole process uh, for students to apply and students to think about their application. Well, yes. so mm -hmm. I think a lot of the colleges early on had to pivot very quickly mm -hmm. and you know some did with more success than others but but i think one of the the upsides if we are looking for um you know re looking for things that are strengths and then challenges one of the challenges right. was how do we uh how do we get kids to learn more about our our school and and how do we, and, and the answer was you meet them where they are. Right. <laughs> you, right. you meet them on social media. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> uh, so, so uh, probably, uh, I, I think over the last few years, in fact, a lot of the um, offices were turning to their, um, their counselors who were more present on, on social right. media and were adept at it and saying, how do we do this? Um, and so I think we, we started to see, um, you know, a, a far more vibrant um, imagining of how we, how we can share information about our, our schools. So, so you now have the virtual tours of residence halls and you have the, the vlogs and the blogs of students, mm -hmm. you know, right. saying this is what our life is really like, you know through the magic of zoom, uh, yeah. you know, we, we had, we had, uh, you know, abundant, uh, an abundancy of, you know, faculty that wanted to share what was exciting about what's going on in engineering at, I don't know, university of Michigan, cause they're close by me, but, but, you know, uh, I think faculties and, and institutions started to think about, wow, we actually can, we can do this. And, and, right. um, and, and, and I think that the, the, the richness of what has become available, I know, uh, you know, a number of admissions deans started doing the inside admissions podcasts and, right. or, or vlogs. And, you know, 
they pulled back the curtain a little bit and said, this is, you know, this is how stuff works, or this is what you should be thinking about now. So there, there, you know, there was a, a lot of that. And some of it's great, to be honest with you. Some of it's great. I mean, I, I was doing a, a Thursday night, um, uh, every Thursday night, Brennan, uh, what, what a, a counselor up in, in, in New England would do a, he'd have two or three, um, uh, deans of the day. And, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd show up every Thursday night on zoom and, and I'd listen and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so those, it was an educational opportunity for me as a counselor, for my families. Um, and it, I think that those things were pretty exciting. And I think, I don't think those are going to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that those are, I think people have started to see, Hey, we were able to do that. Um, fairly easily, fairly inexpensively. And we really had uh, a lot of people participate. Um, we, we had schools visit us this past year or two uh, mm-hmm. virtually because we didn't have uh, uh, on-campus visits for our school. Um, mm-hmm. So they visited with my students virtually. And we had over 130 schools come and visit this year, some mm-hmm. of whom who had never been here, some who had not been here in years. And it's because they were from very far away. Sure. Um, and, and so I don't think that that's going to go away 100%. I know that, you know, I, when I was talking to a couple of my, my friends who are you know, visiting us virtually, they would, they would say, so where are you off to next? Oh, I'm off to Baltimore next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so they weren't restricted with the, I have a day in, in Detroit and then I have right. to go physically have to go to another city to physically visit. They could be sitting in their house, which is where they were, and they were, you know, I was in Detroit, and then I was in Baltimore, and then I went to Houston, and then I went to uh, L.A., and, and I did that all in one day. And, it, and, and I think admissions people, you know, that's pretty cool. And, and I know that some of them were visiting schools in the middle of the mitten, as they say in Michigan, you know, in, in our more more rural areas, and they were visiting schools that they had not been able to reach because physically they're three, four hours out of the way. And in this case, technology allowed them to get to those kids. And so I think, um, you know, is exciting. Um, The flip side of that coin is there's so much out there that it is really hard to filter through it all. and, and so I think that that is something on the horizon that we as, as imaginers of this profession have to start thinking about. How do, we, how do we provide filters that are useful to our kids so that they can access the information that's robust and it's out there without becoming overwhelmed? And, right. and, and I think that that's that's one of our next big challenges. I think it's one of the topics that we'll be talking about. I belong to a group of, of um, independent counselors mm-hmm. um, or at, at, at independent schools. And, and I think that that's one of the questions that we'll be asking. How do we help our kids access all this information that's out there, but without becoming overwhelmed by the volume of it? And uh, uh, <laughs> that, that's a challenge. So, you know, that's, uh, but, but challenges like that are, are kind of exciting. You know, it, I, it's, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, I think that, this is, this is a problem of abundance and, yes. and, and that's, um, that's a, that's a, that's a better problem to have than a, a, a vacuum or, or, or a lack of access or a lack of information. So what we have to do is, is, reimagine how we get those who don't have the habit and those who already have access, how do we help them filter through it? No, that sounds great. I mean, I think there are two, two sort of comments. One is you mentioned technology and the reach uh, that it provides uh, yeah. to far flung places. And the, the funny thing is that the technology was probably there and was there, but it wasn't quote unquote okay to do it. Now it's become acceptable and not just acceptable. It's actually 
a great way to do it. And, you know, like you said, you can be in four places in the space of a single day. Well, which, I just as, yeah. just as an example, I, I mean, you know this because because you've seen my video, but but I, I work every with with these young people from, from Thailand, the Royal Thai Scholar Program, a uh, great uh -huh. program. And, you know, two years ago, two summers ago, we had to do the, the whole program virtually. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, but we still were able to do the program. And, and that is, is, that was powerful. And, and I found it to be, you know, uh, kind of, kind of one of those, one of those fun challenges that, you know, I had to rethink what was important because when you're, when you're teaching online, you have to, you, right. you can't, you, you don't just teach, you know, everything. Uh, you just do it online. You, you have to filter through what's important, what's really important, what's valuable. And, and then you utilize that and, and you, you create different ways to experience it. Um, and, and I think that that re-energized my course for last summer, because mm -hmm. I was able to take some of the things that I did two summers ago, and I was still, I was able to to utilize that a little bit uh, in, mm -hmm. in what I did last summer. So I think it, for some of us, it, it has energized our work because the potential of, of, of those intersections where technology really empowers us to, to, to um, share more information in a more precise way um, or to, to help our students make connections with people they might not otherwise be able to connect to. I mean, I wasn't able to bring people from, uh, you know, California to to New England for a two-hour talk. You know, right. I mean, nobody's going to, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they would come, you know, maybe they would come up to Lake Winnipesaukee for a weekend. But, but, right, right. Um, but, but the point being that, you know, they're not going to travel a day and a half to do a one-hour meeting. Right. But, you know, they, if, if we can reimagine that and, and they could be sitting in their dining room, you know, in California and we we're talking for an hour with our kids. That's that's the possibility that, you know, is is really kind of cool because now those connections can happen. And uh, and, and I think um, it's, it's very exciting. I do think that. Um, some of it, it, you know, the the ease in which kids can apply now, yeah, is 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 a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it it is uh, it, it is easier, uh, which mm -hmm. which takes some of the stress out. It, it certainly takes some of the stress out for teachers. I think uh, I remember the days when I had you know, a, a big canvas LL bean bag filled with stationery <laughs> and, and all kinds of stuff that I would take home on my, on my breaks. And, and my mom would be cooking Thanksgiving dinner and I'd be, you know, up in my, right. my old room typing away. I go down to Staples and, you know, print stuff out. It, it, it right. you know, that that's done, you know, it's now a, yeah. a button, you know, yeah. but, but the, the ease of it is, it's um, now our, I think students are are sometimes being a little too cavalier with oh I just want to see what happens sure. um, and 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 unfortunately when they take that approach um, rarely are they putting in the work necessary to make what happens a positive when when and what I mean by that is um, because it's so much easier to apply. Yeah. The numbers at schools have, yeah. have accelerated. I mean, yeah. I, what was it? UC Santa Barbara just topped 110,000 applications yeah. this year. Okay. Yeah. That's a big number. Okay. That's a big number. Um, and, and so, you know, that makes it, that puts a lot of pressure on the people who are reading those files. So they, 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 they have to read them uh, more quickly. Um, but but it, it also means that you have to, that it's going to catch the eye. 
And, sure. and I think that that is, is, is one of the challenges uh, at the places that have these incredibly large numbers. And, and it, it, is, um, it is one of the challenges that we have to get kids to balance their list um, yep. and to do so appropriately. We do it. Um, and we've, we've found tools to help us do it. Um, and, and being transparent with families and, and, you know, being honest with them is, is one of the, one of the, well, one of the, I think, necessary techniques. Um, and it's, it's, it's sometimes hard (laughs) to to say, yeah, your child's wonderful. Um, your child is wonderful and, and they have a right to, to, to make the application. Um, they need to know why, uh, and, and they, they need to know what it is that they're bringing to the table, um, that really intersects well with what this college, uh, celebrates and is looking for. Um, that's why it's, and that's hard work. Yeah. That's, that's not work that can be done in an hour. Um, I think that that's, uh, one of the challenges of families, um, and, and one of the challenges of our, our counseling professionals. Bill, as we start winding down, I wanted to kind of have have two questions for you. Um, I think the first one is um, really what kind of advice would you give all these students? I know you're doing that at Cranbrook. What would you tell students who are applying today? I mean, what what are some the top things to look out for? And And I don't mean in the form of what essay to write kind of thing, but yeah. what are things yeah. to keep in mind, you think? Um, well, I, I think one of the, you, you mentioned uh, a little earlier, you mentioned, you know, that test optional has, has come into, yeah. into vogue and, and the conversations we have with our students um, is, you know, what are you doing about testing? Mm-hmm. Um, we still believe that a student is is in a stronger position uh, if they have tests, mm-hmm. um, because then they can make choices. They submit them or not, and and sure. so that that's that's the position that we 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 take. That's not yeah. the position that we take with every single child or every single family. But in general, we mm-hmm. believe that um, when it's possible. And it's not always possible. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for my my kids, it, it usually is, but but not for every child. So I know that we have a diverse um, population listening. So yeah. when it's possible, I think it's it's a good idea to have the tests. I think it's also a good idea for kids to, especially those who are international, to pay attention to what uh, test optional means at each school because mm-hmm. sometimes test optional means test optional just for the SAT and uh, ACE, mm-hmm. but um, uh, demonstration of English skills are still going to be yep. required. So that might mean that a TOEFL or an IELTS or a Duolingo uh, yeah. would be required. Okay. Right. Uh, so, so paying attention to detail, uh, on that regard is important. So that's something that um, we, we do, I, I think is important for our kids to, to, to at least have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, it's vital in today's admissions market um, to have a balanced list, to have at least two, we're trying to move towards three um, schools that are in the likely range. Uh, likely, likely for me, um, I'm working with students and I'm working with them and saying, okay, the likelies, let's, let's look at schools that have great honors programs or have merit scholarships for students with your credentials so that, you know, they, they have some kind of value added uh, mm-hmm. that allows to compete with, you know, the target and the reach schools. So I'm looking for at least... And, and the reason I'm, I, we're starting to push towards three is that because of the swelling numbers of some of the schools, mm-hmm. um, 
a school that might have been a, a likely last year because of an increase of 20% in applications could be a target this year. So, so you, you, you don't know that at the beginning. Um, that's why, you know, when I'm working with kids, that's, that's what I'm suggesting. Um, I, I want them to have at least a couple where they are uh, in the target range where their, their metrics look like they're going to be in the mid 50% range of, of what has been taken in the past. Mm -hmm. More towards the upper end of that 50%, but you know, uh, some of my mm -hmm. kids uh, have a higher tolerance yeah. for risk than I do. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. You know, I'll be working for them someday. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, and, and, and then reaches, I, I think, because reaches require a lot of work. Um, yeah. I think three to four of those make sense. Um, and, and, but, but, you know, I, I, I I have kids that have 17 or 18 schools on their list. And it, it, I, and I look at the, uh, the, the distribution and, and it's mostly in the reach category. And I just, you know, sometimes it works out uh, sure. for them. Um, most of the time it, 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 they would be just as successful if they had real work and, 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 kept it at, at three to four of those. And, uh, but, you know, one of the things I believe in is uh, my, my kids have the right to apply to college uh, the way they want to apply to college. And, and so uh, I do that. Uh, but I think that if, if I'm giving counsel on, on a better strategy, I, I, I think having having a balanced list is, is actually vital. Let me sort of close with one question to you. So you said you've been doing this for 40 years now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 42. 42. Okay. Who's, who's, who's counting? Who's counting? Right. <laughs> now, um, you know, just talking to you, I see so much energy and passion and ex excitement about it. Um, what keeps you going? What's what's the thing that keeps it so exciting every morning? <laughs> Coffee. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Well, actually, maybe. Uh, I, I, I have been blessed to work at places that have allowed me to grow in different ways. I think mm -hmm. that's important. I, you know, um, I've been here to, at Cranbrook for ooh, 24 years now. And, um, but I have been the Dean of College Counseling. I have been the, the um, head house advisor. Um, I'm now the senior, uh, uh, senior associate. Um, but I've been allowed to do other things, and mm -hmm. I've been, I'm now coaching basketball again, which is a, a love of mine. Um, mm -hmm. So, so I've been allowed to pursue things. I, and when my kids were coming up through the high school, I was allowed to be a dad. You know, I mm -hmm. was allowed to 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 be their dad and be there for be there for them, and mm -hmm. that was important to me. Um, I think where I am now uh, in in my career I you know my students and and working with them is vitally important but I'm also really interested in in you know impacting and and um, helping the profession because I really mm -hmm. believe that it's believe in it I believe that mm -hmm. uh, we can make a difference even if that difference is for one kid um, sure so I I I look for opportunities to mentor young professionals mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in a sense, help create the next next generation of directors of college counseling or deans of college counseling. I think that's I think that's vitally important. Learn how to do this craft and to do it well and to mm -hmm. respect it um, and, you know, to 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 support people who have that kind of energy and uh and, and and stay relevant. You know, I I, I need to be at uh, different places 
uh, in conferences and participate. And I get to learn something new every year. You know, it, it, last year I learned about schools in the Netherlands. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it's cool. You know, uh-huh. you, you get to, you know, again, it gets back to, to that, you know, way back in the 80s. That, you know, when I was in college, that was, you know, that was the start of my adult learning phase. You know, right. and, I, and, I, and I, I still find opportunities. You know, today we're, we're you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm learning about uh, um, w- working with students that are from a, a far more diverse and wonderfully rich uh, 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 landscape than where I grew up in, in, in Western New York. It was pretty, pretty similar. Everybody was this, very similar. And, yeah. and, and so they, it, it's, it's so much more di- opportunity and, and it's just so much more uh, filled with things to learn. And so, you know, for me, um, you know, my kids have the patience to, to help me learn that stuff. And, and uh, um, other things, I, I think it's, it's really important. I work with great people. Um, I have wonderful kids uh, to work with. Um, and I think what we do is important. So, no question, no question. So, Bill, um, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been absolutely energizing, and your passion and your excitement for this comes through. And I appreciate you sharing all that with me and with the, all the listeners out there. So, I'm sure I want to talk to you more. But for now, take care. All right. Well, thank you. You have a great day. Thanks so much. Yep. Bye-bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Bill Hancock. Bill shows us his passion for college counseling, his caring for students, and shares his rich experiences and insights. He talks about his how, what, why, and where approach to counseling, how technology is rewiring the college process, and his work to mentor young counselors. Students and parents should find sound advice on the challenges of picking a balanced list of colleges in this fluid situation. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma Matters. Matters.